Katie is a very conscientious little girl is what it said. And I actually think that that's kind of true for me. So when it comes to things like pencil cases, I would have been that that child that would have everything very neatly laid out, everything colour coded. My why is also to make a difference to the children that are um, receiving what you know the efforts of uh, the results of what we're trying to put together. Um, so we you know we want to find a way to in- encourage the right behaviours that we know will lead them to success. Particularly as my own children have got older, I need to make sure that we understand what younger children are into at any point in time. Um, And so, um, but when they were little, we used to run focus groups with them and with their friends and things like that. And um, and then over time, um, what we've always tried to do is to find things that aren't widely available. So, for example, we we have imported from Japan, from America and and from China as well um, to get things that are kind of different that, that kids will really get excited by. You get a lot out of running a business that isn't just about, it's not just about, in my opinion, it's not just about making money. It's about trying to make a difference and it's about trying to solve a problem um, and to add value. And that's really what we try and do. So in terms of our clients right now, with the way that we pitch it, we talk about we're saving you time, effort and money. Hello and welcome to the Qualified Tutor Podcast, the podcast that brings you the latest in the world of tutoring, edtech and education, and hopefully inspires in you the big change that each and every one of us is capable of. Qualified Tutor is an industry-leading tutor training organisation and online tutoring community for thousands of tutors around the world. This podcast is the voice of this community, where we aim to hear from tutors, teachers, entrepreneurs, coaches, business experts, students, tutorpreneurs, and more from the world of tutoring about what inspires them every day, how they can help tutors like you, and what they've learnt about tutoring along the way. The question is, what will you learn today? Hello and welcome to the 136th episode of the Qualified Tutor podcast. My name is Ludo Miller, the host of this podcast. Welcome back to our regular listeners. Welcome to any of you for whom uh, this is your first time listening to the Qualified Tutor podcast. And a very warm welcome to our guest today, Katie Tyndale. Katie, welcome to our podcast. Hello, thank you. Um, it's great to have you here. It's great to have got to have known you over the last uh, few weeks and months. Um, and I think our conversation today will be one that lots of our listeners haven't maybe heard too much about before. And I think that's really important for what's, you know, what you and your business can bring to, to our audience. So, um, for those of you who haven't come across Katie before, um, Katie uh, is the founder of Great Little Rewards, who provide uh, really kind of high quality and much loved toys and gifts to schools and, and learning centres across the UK, who can then reward these toys and gifts to students who excel and show achievement and effort, uh, all these kind of things. I, I think um, these rewards, that Great Little Rewards deliver in partnership with schools are amazing for incentivization motivation of students um that's that's their real kind of power so we're going to talk a little bit about that today and how tutors can be a part of that as well um and 
They are also the sole suppliers of, of the wonderful and hugely successful um, Explore Learning group um, who have tuition centres up and down the country um, and, and, and Great Little Wards, KT supplies, really all of them. So that's around about, I think it's about 75,000 children, isn't it, that, that that partnership is serving, which is just incredible. That's, that's such a huge number of children that, that these rewards are serving. Um, and we were just discussing just before we started recording that uh, in... Uh, due to lockdown and due to the kind of necessary changes that were brought there, Katie also set up Copper Beach Trading, who are a, a kind of a f- fulfillment and logistics company that help um, small business, micro businesses deliver all kinds of products uh, to, to their customers. So um, that experience, that knowledge um, will also come in into play in this conversation. Um, so, Katie, there's 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 so much to talk about here for um, both your background and in the context of education. Um, but to start with, you know, I often ask this: What is giving you reason to smile today, Katie? What is giving me? Um, well, I really enjoy what I do. I'm so lucky to um, to have found um, a job and an opportunity um, that that gives me the chance to to do something I really enjoy. So even when I was when I remember back to when I was young really young I used to love um kind of um I suppose what would be the equivalent of sort of a Smiggle or a WH Smith now I used to go to those shops when I was you know younger like nine eight nine years old and shoes pencils and rubbers and things like that and I always really loved doing that and now I'm a grown-up I get to kind of do that in a more practical sort of way so (laughs) that works (laughs) (laughs) yeah look how you've grown exactly um so I mean looking at those 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 days from your youth, from your childhood. Um, and perhaps this ties into your exploration of learning more widely, you know, that love of, of pencils and pencil cases and rubbers, all that kind of thing. Do, do you have any tales from, you know, what teachers thought of you back then or, or how your school days played out? Um, well, I went to school in London. Um, and um, so I, I grew up in, in sort of Southwest London area. Um, and, um, and, um, well, you were asking me earlier about school reports you mentioned. Um, and um, funny enough, I had a look at one um, this weekend because I was thinking about what we might be talking about. And it says, um, Katie is a very conscientious little girl is what it said. And I actually think that that's kind of true for me. So when it comes to things like pencil cases, I would have been that that child that would have everything very neatly laid out, everything colour coded, um, stickers. And back in, I grew up in the 80s, um, there was a big craze for collecting collecting rubbers erasers um and I used to do all of that go all over London on the bus collecting them used to go and collect stickers from all the big sh- you know things like that that's what I used to do so yes <laughs> I don't know I if that think, answers your question no it does I think the number of guests for whom you know conscientious would have been applied is is huge I think working in education in your later life often means that you kept a very neat pencil case as a child (laughs) I certainly did as well everything had to be very ordered and and color-coded and everything like that so um you are like many many others in in the education space and 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 perhaps then you could tell us a little bit about how you think well what you think your why is today and whether that conscientiousness that that seeking of of perfection and order do you think that has fueled that why i think that um in terms of why initially um 
um, the why was to do with my family um, because I wanted to create um, a business which gave me I, I pre I, I worked 25 years in the city in London um, in a very long hours quite a high pressure kind of environment um, which was great and I loved it in many ways but but when I had my family I really wanted to try and find something that gave me an opportunity to get some kind of work-life balance and um, and be present for my family as well as challenging myself kind of intellectually and and with by running a business um so I think that that's a lot that's driven me a lot but as I've got further and further down the path um my why is also to make a difference to the children that are um receiving what you know the efforts of uh, the results of what we're trying to put together um so we you know we want to find a way to en- encourage the right behaviors that we know will lead them to success so yeah so I mean how does how how do rewards tie into that then? How do how does the program and the rewards sorry the rewards programs that you run as part of Great Little Rewards? How does that tie in with with behaviour and, and making uh, students more incentivized? Well, what we're trying to do is to encourage positive behaviour. So we know that um, certain behaviours. it's it's proven certain behaviours will lead to better educational outcomes. So, for example, if you hand in your homework, if you engage with your lessons, if... um, if you know, um, if you're not just obviously not disruptive, is the converse of that as well. Um, then, then we know that those very acts of being more engaged um, and and sort of trying your best. It's not about achieving, you know, being the top of the class, but just trying to the best of your ability will lead to more positive outcomes. If academic outcomes, but not just academic, also kind of self worth and um, and. Um, just enjoying what you're doing more and getting the most out of it and these little rewards um and you know some of these are very very tiny things it's not about spending loads of money on on huge prizes um kind of help to focus a lot of children on the best outcomes um so you know I know there's a lot of debate around intrinsic versus extrinsic reward um and self-motivation versus being given something and kind of perception of being bribed but it isn't uh, the way that we um, we our view is that it's not so it's not about that it's more about encouragement um and it's helping people to helping you know the children to visualize oh you know if i do this then i i can achieve you know the little rubber the razor or whatever it might be um and we find that very powerful yeah i, I mean how did in those early days as you say, you, you came from a corporate background, but in those early days of Great Little Awards, how did you how did you know that would work? What were you learning in those early days about your rewards that led to these positive behaviours? So um, I, I actually had a very simple rewards programme in place for my own children um, and when they were very small. Um, and, um, and I could see that it worked for them. Um, and I could, I and I could, I just knew that they were engaged by, it. and it kind of started there because I saw it. I saw the opportunity, um, and I didn't think there was that much on the market that kind of filled that niche at that time. It was quite difficult to find the kind of things that I thought they would like at the right price point, um, and so I started there, and it just kind of grew over time. Um, and um, yeah, and that's that's it was it was you know it's been a journey. We've been established now for eleven years. Um, and we've grown, yeah, obviously hugely in that time. But it, yeah, it started literally from nothing, pretty much. You know, obviously, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so at first, it was your own children's experience informing your business. 
Did you yes. to find that your business helps you to understand your children's behaviours? Um, <laughs> um, well, they've certainly been engaged in, in the product selections over the years. Yeah. I would say that definitely. Um, and we run focus groups and things now. You know, we we um, will get new ranges coming in. We sit with the you know, we, we, we particularly as my own children have got older, I need to make sure that we understand what younger children are into at any point in time. Um, and so, um, but when they were little, we used to run focus groups with them and with their friends and things like that. And, um, and then over time, um, we, what we've always tried to do is to find things that aren't widely available. So, for example, we we have imported from Japan, from America, and and from China as well um, to get things that are kind of different that that kids will really get excited by. Because that's what we're trying to do is really get them engaged, but at the price point that is realistic as well. Exactly. If they can bring in something to class, or they are awarded rewarded with something in class that their you know their classmates haven't seen before. Oh, what's that? You know, I haven't seen that. Shine, you know, showing off this this shiny new. I guess probably rubber. Rubbers are probably a key part of the... Uh, yeah, slime. Slime's huge. I bet parents probably aren't very keen on slime, but the children love slime. Poppets. So poppets are very big at the moment, which are... got one right here. This is a poppet. Okay. Um, and yeah, there's hundreds of little things that they like. Yeah. So what, do you, what did you learn, do you think, from your um, corporate background? Because that was in... Um, in kind of recruitment and in corporate services, that kind of thing. Yes. What do you think you took from those many years there into running Great Little Rewards and now also uh, Copper Beach Trading? Um, I think that, uh, gosh, that's that's quite difficult. Um, I mean, obviously the importance of being organised, I think. Um, The importance, I mean... There's, you get a lot out of running a business that isn't just about, it's not just about, in my opinion, it's not just about making money. It's about trying to make a difference and it's about trying to solve a problem um, and to add value. And that's really what we try and do. So in terms of our clients right now, with the way that we pitch it, we talk about we're saving you time, effort and money. Um, and so I think that the biggest thing I've always tried to do is to solve problems and to add value to our clients. And I think I got that from, from my corporate background. Um, and obviously then being organized and, um, you know, and being on top of things, there are so many, you're spinning so many plates when you're running your own business. Um, whereas in a bigger corporate organization, you've got other people supporting you. Um, but we are, you know, getting, we're getting bigger, um, every month, which is really exciting. So, yeah. And the pandemic was hugely challenging as well, obviously. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that as a small business, then not still working in a, in a large organization, those negative effects of the lockdown are only highlighted you know only magnified um but it sounds like you were able to react quickly and uh set to go you know pivot into a new direction so that's that that that's awesome um but just turning back to the kind of motivation side of things i think that's what's really interesting for educators and, and tutors to hear particularly those who make up the large part of our of our listeners today um wh- how we talked about this rewards improves motivation incentivization and, and part of that then between teacher and student is relationship building you know yes. are showing that they're happy to reward and happy to to um you know, give out prizes, that kind of thing, then that really helps the students to feel welcome and engaged and, and um, you know, valued. How can tutors tap into that same relationship 
motivation side of things? Well, I think particularly with with younger children, um, I think um, it should be part of a journey. So it's not um, that they will get a reward. You know, they shouldn't have an expectation or in our opinion, um, there isn't an expectation they're going to get a reward every time they go to the tutor or something like that. But it's more about saying, um, you know, you've done, you've tried so hard today, and I'm going to give you, you know, a, a number of points. Um, and when you, when you've you've reached, you know, a certain number, then then you can choose from my goodie box or whatever it might be and then they might have a selection of things and the child knows that they're working towards that um and and um and then they they can have it outlined to them particularly if they've got homework and things you know if you complete three pieces of homework um and you have them ready for me each week and we'll work through them together then at the end of that time you're going to be able to choose something nice from you know my my cabinet or my my box or whatever it might be um and as i said earlier i think it's just that it's another tool um, I don't think it's the only tool, and you know, and and the other thing is that a lot of the time, um, parents and and tutors and and educators are funding all this themselves. Um, so it's often happening already, um, but um, particularly within schools, they're they're funding it themselves, and you know, there's a lot of a lot of demand on people's income, and this is a way to have something organised holistically within a school, for example, um, or within a, a tutor group potentially um, that that's centrally organized um and maybe relieve some of the pressure as well so it would be perhaps kind of almost syndicates of tutors coming together to to have these you know these these areas in schools you know if you were a tutor working in a school you yeah. might be able to access that rewards cabinet yeah. as you say um and then individual tutors who were just working in homes they may have a kind of um you know a, a little box that they take with them kind of thing. yes exactly that and these you know the other thing is that these prizes are very small um you know they can we, we can do any size that's that's the truth but but um but uh, we make them particularly for schools very very um budget conscious and accessible to everybody they're not huge prizes and I know that the concept in itself isn't isn't rocket science but it's the consistency with which it's applied um, and the, we know just from experience that the levels of engagement um, that, that they get from this is um, can be really quite substantial yeah exactly and then so for an online tutor are there possibilities for how that that could work as well are there kind of digital boxes that, that could work as well we haven't developed digital boxes at the moment but we are developing an app um so that there could be a virtual prize cabinet that's the kind of thing that we're looking to develop whereby um individual children can choose from you know once they get points they can choose from the prize cabinet and have something sent to them um so yes that can happen absolutely yeah it seems to be you know, uh, certainly pushing into the tutoring market where so much um, of the tutoring now is delivered online. That feels like a really uh, huge area. And also, you know, you're obviously tapping into the fact that a lot of uh, child a child's learning these days is likely to be done, you know, on a screen yeah. and, and yeah. they will be very uh, capable using apps and that kind of thing. So um, I think it really, it really adapts into that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of under development, something that we're looking to do. Yeah. So... I mean, if we just kind of look at, I mean, I guess you could say the word case study, but it would be really good to to know a little bit about how, what are the, some of the ways that you've seen these reward programs helping the education businesses that you have worked with? Are there any insights that you can give us there? Um, 
Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you mentioned Explore Learning, who are, you know, absolutely fantastic um, education providers um, at first class. And um, we have worked with them for a number of years now. And, um, you know, I don't want to, to to speak for them, but but I but I think I understand that they've they've been able to really um, increase children's engagement and excitement um, by having the physical presence of reward cabinets in their centres. Um, the children are very excited by them, um, and um, and it really again really to the point I made earlier, it kind of focuses them. Um, so you know they're they're obviously. Um, explorer investing very heavily in the quality of the education that they're providing which is which is superb um and this is like an, a bolt-on so it's another step that, that helps to, to kind of focus young children on um on what explorer are trying to teach them and to engage with them so it's yeah it's, it's, it's like a sort of additional learning method almost um it's it's uh, it's um it's a powerful i think it's a, a powerful tool for focus I think that's what that's what it is, um, and it gets you know children um, they're, they're excited by the fact that they, they they're saving up for the points um, uh, or sorry saving up their points for for whatever prize they have in mind, um, and we make sure what, what we we do um, very much for for explorers develop unique ranges for them that make sure that um, that they're constantly changing they're constantly exciting um, and that the children kind of always looking in the cabinet wanting to see what's come in what's different this week you know that kind of thing yeah I mean if you are uh, the leader of a small education business who is having a problem with uh, your students focus or concentration or you've uh, spoken to parents who have talked about that same concern then this is very much something to, to look into uh, and um, you can uh, head to the, the best site to head to after this katie is probably greatlittlerewards.co.uk is is that yeah by all means we we can i mean the the site is ostensibly as a retail site so if you look at it you'll probably think well i can't see anything about the program on there but if you just drop us a message then we're very happy to tailor individual solutions um to any individual tutor that might need support Awesome. Well, that is that's your next step. Uh, if either you're a tutoring company leader or you work for a tutoring company, and, and you know you you've, you notice this with your students, um, even if you are a mother or father, and as Katie is and was, um, and that is something that you're seeing kind of in your own children is that maybe the next step they need just to just to be brought back to the focus of education a little bit or not even education just learning in and of itself it doesn't have to be necessarily in an academic sense um then uh, then this could really be something to look at and now a brief word from last week's guest bradley bush whose episode you can catch after this what i enjoyed the most from being on the podcast was just how fun and easy uh, it was to talk to Ludo and just how much the conversation flowed uh, and just really getting to know more about uh, the work that so many great tutors are doing up and down the land. Uh, what I learned the most was just how much general principles from cognitive science can be applied to any area and I think what I would say to any guest in the future is definitely go on the pod uh, it's a great way to reflect on what you currently think about key issues and the chance to expand your horizons katie we love to end our podcasts with a little look to the future 
um, because that it can sometimes be just as exciting as the past. Although there's been so, you know, it's been as you said, there's been 11 years of great little rewards, and then there's Copper Beach trading that was cropped up um, a couple of years ago. So there's lots to explore that's already happened. But and perhaps because of that, Katie, what what's next for you? What's next for Katie Tyndale? Well, interestingly, um, I mentioned to you earlier that um, that we have a partnership in China with um, <clears throat> with a supplier over there that we work with closely to make sure we get kind of the most exciting rewards that we can on a very regular basis. Um, well, when we were explaining what we do to them, um, they wanted to trial it in a local school in China because in China there's no concept of rewards in the way that I'm describing them um, or programs like that. And, um, and it's been very successful. Um, and we've now got a number of schools trialing the program over there. Um, which is quite exciting. So we're looking at developing something unique for China. And then my my hope is that if we can get that off the ground in any meaningful way, that we can connect maybe some schools in the UK with, with schools in China um, and kind of build some cross-cultural experiences and, and sharing knowledge and things like that, which I think would be could be really powerful. So Yeah, I mean, that would be that's an awesome project. Is is there an easy way for people to keep up to date with the development of that who are listening today? Well, we'll know we'll know more by Christmas time. Um, so, so maybe I'll publish a blog blog on our site at Christmas. We tend to do crafting blogs on our site most of the time, but but um, I may well put something up as soon as I know what's happening. But yeah, Lovely. that's that's quite exciting. So we'll see. That is that is that's <laughs> is exactly the kind of reason why I asked that question. Is because <laughs> things like that may not may not come out otherwise. Um, so, Katie, thank you so much for for jumping on. I, I believe that was your first appearance as a podcast guest. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely nailed it. Um, <laughs> thank and, you. Uh, taught our audience a lot about rewards. It was something I hadn't heard too much of before. Uh, before getting to know you, Katie, I, I haven't worked in a school before, so perhaps that's why. But um, lots of tutors haven't worked in schools, and and even those who have may not have seen that it is a part of school that can be transferred to the tutoring environment. So I think that's that's a huge thing to to know and to be equipped with. Um, so I hope you enjoyed talking about what you do. I did. Thank you. It's nothing better than talking about yourself. So. <laughs> you start your own podcast then. <laughs> yeah. um, next week, we have a lady called Sarah Cottingham, who is coming on to talk um, uh, a little bit more about cognitive load. She's a, um, a learning design expert uh, and works with schools uh, and with educators to uh, improve understanding of how children succeed, how they achieve, how they learn, um, how cognitive theory can be applied to, to learning. Um, and so that's uh, really continuing the great theme that we've had on in, in, in recent episodes as well. Um, so do tune into that. Um, but Katie, thank you. This has been the 136th episode of the Qualified Tutor Podcast. If you've just come to this episode uh, as the first time you've come across this podcast, Go and check out the rest of the 135 other episodes. Go and check out Katie at greatlittlerewards.co.uk. And if they want to reach out straight after this, Katie, to you directly, what's the best way they can do that? Just email me. It's Katie, K-A-T-I-E, at greatlittlerewards.co.uk. There we go. Thank you, Katie. And we will Pleasure. see you again next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Qualified Tutor Podcast. Whether you're a regular listener of this podcast or you've just stumbled across it, join the Qualified Tutor Podcast group within the Qualified Tutor community 
to stay up to date with our latest news, offers, workshops, and of course, simply to meet other tutors like you. Whatever your level as a tutor, our training courses will be the next step in your professional development. Visit qualifiedtutor.org training to find out more about our CPD accredited and Ofqual recognised courses, the first of their kind in the tutoring industry. Your student deserves the best tutor possible. Make that happen today by joining Qualified Tutor.